Welcome to Government Lovebot. The only podcast whose official stance is that not all paladins are squares. They're just not. They don't have to be. And today is our D&D special. I'm Tyler. I'm D. And I'm Nick. And I think I introduced myself at the same time as Nick. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's been it's been fixed. Don't worry. Future future me will take care of it. We nailed it. We're we're professionals. <laughs> Just pretend like you're the same person for this round. Two headed expert. Two two headed expert. Oh no. <laughs> the head expert. But yeah, so either way. The head. Oh yeah, I'm I'm an expert at giving head to two people at once. Um, the two head I've expert. Done that. The two head two, expert. Two head expert. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like like we said, this is our Dungeons and Dragons special. We all came with Dungeons and Dragons related topics. Ironically, it was on accident at first, and we decided to turn it into a special because we're professionals. As I said, we're we're just built better, built professional. We plan everything out in advance. We really do. We're very good at what we do. One hundred percent. So who wants to? Who wants to? Who wants to start our campaign here? I, you know, who wants I, to roll the dice? I, uh, I, you know, I've got a bag of dice right here. Um, I'll, I'll go first because mine's really more of a discussion. And I think that'll get us like vibing. Uh, if, if that's all right with, with y'all. I'm good. I think, think I want to go last. Okay. What do you, what do you think, Tyler? Are you cool with that? Yeah, it's fine by me. I just All had to right. grab my D twenty that I had conspicuously sitting next. To me. Here, I here I am. Uh, I I believe this will be uh, caught on audio. That's a handful of dice I just threw. Okay. Yeah, the the, the recording. Will pick I'm it sure up, they're gonna love the sound of like ten dice being thrown on a desk, a glass desktop. Yo, I'm just saying, dice click clack sounds. I actually do okay. love the sound of dice. Just oh, perfect, <laughs> beautiful. Anyways, uh, my topic for today is homebrew stuff. I wanted to to have a little chat about homebrew and D and D, and some of your favorite things that you've homebrewed, uh, and even some of your least favorite things too, if you have some of those. Ooh. Um, okay. I okay. would my all right. So I guess I'll start with like my favorite things that I've that I've homebrewed. Uh, mostly, I really like to create just wild NPCs. I really am in love with taking people that I know in the real world and making them NPCs. Do you, do you just do you just Sims the Sims D and D? A little bit, yeah. You could put it that way. Uh, specifically, my the my favorite NPC to play. This is gonna sound so weird, but hear me out. My favorite NPC is it's actually my partner's father. So my my father in law. Um, and it's I know it's weird. I know it's weird. I know it's weird. But he's he's a very he's a he's a very friendly nice guy, which makes him a good like tavern keeper or like shopkeeper. Uh, and he's got such such unique mannerisms that he's immediately recognizable. 
he's actually he was beloved in every campaign that I that I've run. He's for sure my play him, play him and play him in the Patreon or whatever D and D things we do, and just have somebody comment like, "Wait, I know that guy. I know him." I'm a hundred percent gonna bring him back in the future, no matter what it is, no matter if people know him or not. <laughs> just like. Use D and D to fucking uh uh, oh my god, I can't think of the word to dox your your father in law. I'm I'm a little bit worried about that because hello, I'm the tavern keeper. My social security number is <laughs> here's my mother's name. Um, I'm actually a little bit worried about that because the I listen. We haven't said officially like what part of you know we're obviously from the united states but what part of the united states we're from and it's a kind of midwest yes for sure it's a very unique accent that we have around here uh it's so, so a lot of people don't even think it's an accent but if you really listen to it you know immediately what it is uh and so i'm got things like creek and crick yeah or um you know you might have to say crock you say croc? <laughs> I say croc. Croc. That's the worst one. That croc um, right there. Take a swim in that croc there, bud. <laughs> take a swim down. What accent was that? Croc. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was that was the dude from Letterkenny, the main character guy. Oh, uh, oh, 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 uh, uh, oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. I think, about. I think it's Wayne. Yeah, it's yeah. Wayne. Yeah. His real name, I think, is Jared. Like that's the the actor, Jared Kelso. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like one of the. Anyways, so he's Anywho. for sure my favorite uh, favorite homebrew. I've also uh, I I morseed uh, Bruno from Encanto when Encanto came out. That was fun. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Um. I made I made the gag. He was he was a ranger, right? Uh, and he because he his animal companion had, was the rats along his back, and I made him seven feet tall. I made him a Goliath. <laughs> that was that's one so I was, good. Yeah, I was really proud of that one. <laughs> that's that's so good. It's like clever in just the right way. Um. So yeah, I mean, like that's just generally what I wanted to have a chat about. I mean, like. Uh, definitely have a couple. Um, I've played a lot of D and D. We know that here. Um, made a lot of homebrew type things and NPCs through in person campaigns or like on on D and D server. But there there are two specifically that come to mind that are from in person campaign, and going in line with NPCs. One is a dude named Old Zip, and I love him to death. He has. He's an enchanter. He runs Magic Shop. He's also one of my uh, players' favorite NPCs. I just love him every time. And my favorite thing is his shop moves. It's sort of kind of, I would say kind of like Howl's Moving Castle, but not exactly. Because, like, it Hootie doesn't, like, from the Owl House. <laughs> it doesn't exactly walk around on, like, legs or something. But the, the, the shop, like, teleports about. Like, it's, it, one keeps a NPC memorable, and, like, he, he can stick around, gives a reason to. 
But a shopple, like, there's different places in each location where, where a shop is that, like, he will go and, like, the shop will just kind of teleport. And he goes with it, and it fills in that space in town. And it, it's just always neat to, like, come up to a new place and be like, oh, what would Zip's shop look like here? And kind of like, what, how, what's the vibe? What's the vibe going on in this particular location? And it's like, like I said, just keeps uh, the guy old. I really like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's really clever. I like the the moving house. I think it's a clever way to move a merchant around. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and it's not literal walking. And it's also like the like each play like it's the the shop itself moves. So like in different places, there will be like these just empty ground where there was, mm-hmm. like, the foundation of a building or something because the shop is gone. Like, sometimes they just will go into a place where Zip isn't there. And, you know, that happens sometimes because the shop's just teleporting about randomly. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's really... That's we a really... just like, miss him because there's just a, there's a house-shaped hole in, some, in, like, in the town because he yeah. picked up and moved. Yeah, just, like, walking in and see, like, this between two shops broke broken storefront where it's just like, oh, there's a building should have been here. God damn it. Just missed him. It's fun. I like him. Um, I, I was going to say, the, the idea of him, like, being everywhere at once, in that sense, like, not really being everywhere, but, like, moving and, like, having a building that like fits in and like uh sort of always being there you, you know what i mean it al- it almost sort of reminds me of uh the library from dungeons and daddies oh my god the fucking library yeah scam likely we love scam likely oh me oh my fucking scam likely is amazing we we stand scam likely um there's cousin um actually I mean, I don't think he'll get upset with me. Uh, not that I know him, but just like, how could he get angry at me? I thought I had the clap because it burns when I pee. This has been another rhyme from Scam Likely. <laughs> it's, it's perfect Scam Likely rhyme. <laughs> don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Birch, I mean, like, all the credit in the world coming up with that off the dome. Uh, the library, Scam Likely. Uh, um, actually, uh, they're just all great characters. They're you just like they're phenomenal. And good for him. Mark. Honestly, good for him. Yeah, good for him. A... Truly, good for him. He, he deserves it. But yeah, that's that's my favorite NPC. I'll I'll let Tyler go. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm at a kind of a disadvantage because I've never really DM'd. I'm still kind of new to Dungeons and Dragons. I've been playing for like maybe a year or two, but I don't think I've, I've never actually like DM'd a campaign. So I'd never written, um, NPCs, but, uh, I, when I first started, I was having trouble picking like what race I wanted my characters to be. I couldn't decide because I like humanoid looking characters, but a lot of the classes weren't like humanoid looking characters. Like a lot of them were like dragons or kobolds and stuff. And I didn't want to just keep being a human. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just make my own. So I worked with um, 
the people who like run because all the campaigns that I'm currently playing and they're all connected. Um, shout out to my my buddies here for running all those campaigns. Um, but they're uh three campaigns that are like all connected, so they're all in the same universe. So I worked with them to create my own like my own race, and I made pixies. Um, and they're like, yeah, so they're like they're they're humanoid. And they have like, uh, so like they're like, I guess like sort of like how Tinkerbell looks. I know that's like a really weird comparison, but like the pointy ears and then like the, the fluttery wings, but they're like human sized. Oh, okay. So kind of like, uh, uh I don't know what fairies, that is. Pixies, Hold on. Let me see. I haven't thought about free realms in a while. I know we weren't talking about it that long ago, but I haven't thought about it. Uh, kind of, but in a really different art style. Okay, okay. Is it more anime? Uh, yeah, like a bit more like... Yeah, I guess I, yeah, I guess I'd say a bit more anime, a bit less cartoony. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but either way, but like the point is like, the, yeah, like the pointy ears and then the, the, like the fluttery pixie wings. Um, and I, I put like a whole bunch of work into making the race like significant because pretty much all the characters I play are that race just because um, I made it. So I figured that I should at least put a bunch of characters in that category so that they have like, you know, characters that they could use or characters that they can understand how like the culture works. So like, I just spent like, I spent like literal days just like writing out like how their culture works and how like, and how they live and like, how like sometimes how like their autonomy works like if their wings get broken or ripped how do that how do they like do they repair themselves like a whole bunch of just like really like in-depth stuff i put a whole bunch of work into it and i'm pretty i'm pretty proud of it you should Personally. be that's cool as hell if if you're comfortable you should let me read some let me get some of that yeah that's yeah that's fine I, i'll have to find all my notes on it um like there's a lot of stuff in it like uh like I'm a I'm a simple man, and they are definitely just a race of mostly awesome like badass women, and then there's just like like the whole point of the race is that they're like a race that's mostly women, but like there's just a couple dudes like Amazon yeah kind of but there's like a couple dudes, and like they're kind of like rare so it's like for every ten women born a man is born, kind of thing, um, okay. So, but yeah, so like they're mostly like a, like an, like you said, like an Amazon race, but instead of being like big, like muscular, scary women, they're like, kind of like, I guess it would be more like ninjas in a sense. Like they're like more quick and annoying than they are like imposing and brooding mm-hmm. in terms of their stature. I get you. I get you. So yeah, that, oh. that's pretty much the homebrew thing that I'm the most proud of. That's that's cool as hell. That's yeah, that cool sounds really cool. You'll have to uh, you'll have to you'll have to share more about them with us. Big facts. Give it to I, us. I will dig up my notes. Yeah, give it. Fucking find them. Slap us with them. But all right, so I'll move on with my other favorite homebrew creation, and this one is a little less fun and whimsical than Old Zip. Um, this one's a little more devastating. For, for players. 
Yes. Um, so this is a creature that I have made that is based off of, like mind flayers. The, I love Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, they they have appeared in that. I don't remember how accurate they were because Stranger Things, but they were there. Um, but I have I have taken uh, these creatures and I have I have kind of like uh, swapped them around and and messed with them a little bit so that they're not just like these brain sucking mind blasters, which they are interesting and fun in their own right. But one, one, something different. A, a group of mind flare arcanists, or more, more likely a scattered bunches of mind flare arcanists, the outcasts of the mind flare colonies, the ones with the gift of arcane that is not welcome. These scattered beings have been taken by uh, Archdevil. Um, some might recognize him, Mephistopheles, and have been tested on. And altered. As you know, he's very powerful in magic and the arcane. He's master of hellfire and, and the cold lord. He's, he's exceptional at what he does with, like, the tricks of arcane. Um, and, you know, he wants, he wants more. So he take, took these mind flayers and have kind of altered them to fit his desires. He's taken them and through them have begin, begun to make his own kind of, like, system oh. of arcane magics. That is really nifty. Think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so, these these creatures are called the Arcana Flayers, and through them, Mephistopheles has been able to engineer and bring to the world something called Polis Arcanum, which is his perversion and twist of the natural arcane order and weave that permeates the planes. These creatures are designed to suck the magic and life force from living beings and kind of alter it to fit their needs. Um, and they utilize the, the Polis Arcanum and begin to gather people. And I just, I, I have a lot of fun. When I throw them at my players and I take away their spell slots, the terror is great. I really want to play a campaign with you. I feel like. Thank you, thank you. You you got some like you got some really good DMing skills in there. Well, thank you, thank you. One day, hopefully, we can do like government love bot little campaign or something. You know, maybe maybe slide in. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. yeah, we will. We will get there. We'll be there sometime. But sorry for renting. I have one more that is connected to the Arcana. Player. No, you're fine. I'll be real quick, I promise. Uh, you're fine. Yeah, you're going to do your thing. So, one other thing that I've, that I've made that is kind of related to Arcana Flares, but is more an item rather than a than an NPC or a creature. Um, it is a sword that is, if anybody's watched, um, like, Legend of Vox Machina, they'll recognize kind of, uh, they'll recognize, like, Craven Edge, some aspect of that, because it likes blood. Sentient, it likes blood. But it's kind of tied into like the Arcana Flares and how they came about, like towards towards like the end as like things were truly ramping up with Bulls Arcana. So one player has a sword and it is cursed, rough times. Uh, but he he loves it. It's he's he's having fun time with it. But like he was recently not having a whole lot of access to blood. 
because he wasn't fighting a whole lot of things. And it got hungry, and he was on a ship with his friends, and a hired group kind of lost lost control. And during this, like, he's having, like, flashbacks and shit. He's not even really present as he's kind of, like, dancing around. He's viewing, like, an ancient, uh, like, mind flayer civilization as is being uh, attacked, burned down. He's seeing uh, chaos happening all around him that's just not his life and also not even, like, familiar figures. It's just completely bonkers. And this whole time, he's, he's like, slaying uh, members of the crew that's taking them across this expanse of the ocean, and his party members are trying to wrench the blade away from him and are, like, wanting to throw it in the ocean. Uh, Conflict rises with the crew because it turns out they were worse guys than they let on. And it just just led, led, leads to so much chaos. But, yeah, that's another one. That sounds absolutely nightmarish. It, I, yeah, it it probably would be, like, because at at the same time as you are, like, going about murdering people who are helping you and you're, and fighting your allies, you're having these extreme flashbacks. (laughs) Just pop it in, like, hello. Surprise, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. So, I honestly, I just love that, that weapon. Because it has like aspects some might like, and it's also some. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you guys had really great answers. Um, I just, I all I wanted to add before we get into like your your the things that maybe you weren't super happy about, uh, some some homebrew stuff that you didn't really love. Um, I want to give a shout out. I, I guess yeah. Uh, I, w- I want to talk about the the subclass for ranger that uh antonio d'amico pointy hat created uh that's the cowboy subclass the cowboy conclave (laughs) amazing best thing to ever happen to rangers best thing to ever happen to rangers it's honestly like that's it that's it right there (laughs) rooting toy rooting tooting toiling shooting I'm going to bring it up again later. I'm going to bring it up again later, so you're aware. Good, good. <laughs> no arguments for me. Um, yeah, it, it seemed pretty cool. I, I enjoyed the Cowboys. Okay, so if we're talking about homebrew things we don't like now, right? Okay, yeah. Oh, I was I was asking you if that's what you're, you're ready to move on to. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I was going to say, so this one's kind of like a, a story thing. Like, I, I don't... Obviously, my friends, as much I love them, uh, and I would never once complain about the way they tell their stories because it's their stories. I'm not going to argue it, but there is one thing that they that they do that like I I always think about it. So like, there's multiple years between each of the campaigns, so they each take place in like three separate like eras in the same world, and in one of them, um, I think the earliest one, the ocean is gone. Like it has dried up and it is replaced with a like a lush forest, and then over the, and then over the course of the next two campaigns, the ocean slowly comes back, and pixies that I was writing, being forest dwelling creatures, 
I was like, well, how the hell does that work? Like, what about all the people living in that forest? Like, then you have just like this huge crisis of they're being flooded back into like the land or whatever. And they're basically just kind of like, oh, no, everything just works out fine. And I was like, no, you could do so much with that. That's such a good conflict. Yeah, dude, like that could honestly be so dope because that could be like almost a campaign hook in itself where you try to like figure out how to evacuate these people or like how to kind of get them adapted in this place to survive with water coming in or get out. And it's like, oh, that that could be so cool. I, I just love the idea of that. Exactly. I was just like, man, there's just so much you could do with this. And it'd just be like, oh, but everything just turned out fine. It's like, oh, you're just you're missing such a good opportunity. And I think about it a lot. I'm just like, man, they could do so much with this idea. I wish they, they would just like pull the trigger and do something with it. Damn. Yeah, I agree. That's dope as fuck. So that, that would that, that would be mine. Like, just just build on us. Like, could be. Like, you could have, like, the thing where you're trying to, like, go to the Feywild or something. You could tie in the Fey, because they seem like they naturally fit there. Bro, there's magic. I'd let him, I'd let him have it. Like, it's, I, I just love this, this whole, this whole idea. But, but yeah, so, um, carrying on, uh, D. What are do you get get anything? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, do, you, do mean, you have anything, D? I know you brought it up. I wasn't sure if you had anything, man. Uh, I don't. I guess I guess I would say that I don't have any one thing in particular. I have I have a campaign that I had sort of I had I had sort of taken the five E system and reworked it to my own needs. And I had very high hopes for the system I had created. And it ended up not being as good as I had wanted it to be. I feel like I could, if I really wanted to. Now, this is some time ago, a couple of years. Uh, I'm a bit removed. Um, But essentially, it was like like a Monster of the Week style campaign. uh, In the same vein as like The X-Files. Um, it was like a department of the, it was, it wasn't quite the FBI. It was like a, like a, like a, like an off brand FBI, let's say. And their department that was specifically for handling like, uh, like cryptids and aliens and stuff like that. Uh, and instead of magic, they had, everybody had guns and your ability to use guns was based off of how good your perception was. And it just, it, like, it got a little complicated more than I had meant for it to be. And it ended up not being super great. Yeah, it's really easy to let that stuff get away from you. Yeah. Yeah, it can be pretty, it can be pretty tough to, to, like, alter. Yeah, building your own system from the ground up turns out real hard. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, and it's also, like, there's there's a lot more than D&D out there, and it's kind of part of, like, the the good thing for community, since, the, like, the whole D&D OGL fiasco, is, like, there's, there's a lot of times when you want to, like, take and make D&D into some sort of different uh, 
system just for like playing a campaign. If you look around, there's likely to be systems out there. Like if you want like some sort of uh, aberrant horror cam uh, campaign, Call of Cthulhu might be a great thing. There's small ones. Like I, I think there might be like some sort of monster of a week, but like there's. There's so many systems out there that are just dying to be played and could really fill those needs. Right. Yeah, I was actually going to bring up the fact that, like, not long after that that had can that campaign had kind of fallen to shit. Uh, and it actually... What, I think my storytelling was alright with it. It was just that, uh, like, there, there was, like, some internal player drama. Like, a couple... They went a little crazy. Uh, um, so we all kind of went our separate ways but like right after that i found out that there was already a monster of the week like system it's like it's not enough anything to be like shamed about it's hard to truly come up with fully original ideas but it's still like just something neat to to think about when you're considering trying to like fully adjust D D or another system to fit what you want there might just be some there some I want to play to emulate like the eighties or something. Just something called straight to VHS. And it's like I, I couldn't even imagine how go how to go about that for making D and D that big meaty claws. <laughs> say, don't call my claws meaty. You don't know anything about my claws. <laughs> All right, that's what you think. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. So some some like my kind of like I don't like uh like bad homebrew, but it's more like a I'm disappointed how the storyline turns out. Played on D and D server, and one of my great friends he he had his uh, storyline for one of his characters run by another DM, and he didn't really like how it turned out. And he enjoyed how I DM'd and how I ran things. And he came to me and was like, hey, can you can you do work something out here? And I was like, yeah, I was excited about it. So they had this him and his group had this run in with uh, a lich. And it was this whole puzzle thing that we'll get into that. But um, he's ruling over this town ruins called Elvrag. And. At one point in time, before Elvrag was kind of leveled, destroyed by monsters, dragons, and the like, uh, it was ruled over by a lord with two sons. These sons were very good friends, and one was, uh, like, kind of like, a little bit, they were both kind of, they were just very good friends, and they had, like, uh, their father introduced a competition where, you know, one of them would have to become lord, and the other wouldn't, and, you know, one of them has to prove their chops. One of them kind of, like, really got into the competition and was like, man, should win by any cost. And then the other one was more like, hey, we should kind of work together. We've, we've done that a, a good while. And in the end, one of them came a lich. It was, it was a competitive one. The, the, the one that really wanted to win. But uh, the players, upon their first interaction with the lich, were kind of transported into a dreamlike realm or state uh, when they were asleep, so it was really kind of a dream for them. But they were in the, the manor of Elvrag before it was destroyed, and they were free to explore it. Uh, they found 
key items for, for a puzzle. The one that I mentioned earlier that was exasperating. Um, one was an orb that had, like, it was heavily enchanted to be, there was, like, a some sort of blizzard inside. I don't remember the exact specifics. It was enchanted to be incredibly cold. Like, if you touch it, you take uh, cold damage. And it was, it had interactions with, um, like, undeath magic. And that came in with the vial of enchanted blood they found that was blood of the brother that wanted to work with the lich. And it was, they were supposed to pour it over top of it and it would have uh, caused breaking in the connection that the, the lich had caused. It was, it was a lot of stuff. But instead, the players with the, in the, towards the end of the session, their interaction with the lich, uh, decided to drink the blood, instead of pouring it on. I guess it wasn't entirely clear, but they didn't find too much more. It was just kind of like a hope. Uh, one of the players... Uh, one of the players uh, did have, like, uh, the idea of pouring the blood onto the orb, but, like, in the heat of the moment, uh, uh, the the uh, the dudes that, like, came to me for this just drank the blood. And the orb was in a bag of holding and started getting, like, ridiculously cold like the the uh the the thing that liquid nitrogen we can't touch yeah yeah and it ended up caught like freezing through the bag because of the the heavy enchantments on this orb dude threw his bag it rolled out because again magic at that 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 one i admit some dm magic but magic and then it fucking exploded yeah (laughs) um so it severed the thing and the dude that drank the blood after waking up and going through his life began having, like, flashbacks and memories that weren't his. It became clear that he was connected to another soul. Two souls, one body. And it was the, the brother. The, the, the one that was nice, that got fucked over by the lich. And overall, it went down the line of him interacting with the lich, going back to the manor Elvrag in dreams, and at some point in reality to investigate the runes itself. And, like, honestly, I really enjoyed the plot line itself, but it was the, the ending that really got my goat, and I'm more disappointed about. Because it came to me wanting, like, not only a cool storyline, but, like, something from that is that really, like, symbolizes his, his hardships and his, like, his efforts. And in the end, I didn't really give that and it's kind of disappointing because he he goes through all of this having another soul in his body the traumatizing effects of being like fuck i remember a whole other person and like it feels like i was them um getting used to that whole feeling um coming into conflict with the lich who is trying to like claim him and his brother for reasons and it comes down to the final showdown where the dude uh ends up confronting the lich winning severing his connection to to the generous brother and just kind of fallen into a coma i man got trauma as his reward for everything and like honestly for like a story like a book that's not a terrible reward that's all right like traumatized characters thumbs up stamp of approval but like as a D&D player that wants to 
not only experience this awesome story, but, like, you know, we want items and or cool abilities and shit, too. It is kind of disappointing to go through a whole big, like, storyline and get kind of nothing. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it is, it is kind of funny, like, for, like, like, looking at it as an outside, like, man's legit just passed out. Was just sleep for Wait, three really days. Wait, really quick. Traumatized. Oh, what's up? He slept for three days and woke up feeling hollow. Yeah. It's just my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Sorry, continue. No, no, that's, that's pretty much the he end. He also it's has just... two souls inside of him. <laughs> that is true. I ha- I am I have been I'm made up of two separate people who fused together. <laughs> two he he's made up of D and That's Snuts. A very dark sense. fact about me. <laughs> the D and Snuts fusion dance. That's the truth. That's that's true. I I, I fused with my twin in the room. <laughs> that's fucking whack, bro. Yeah, you might have to cut this out. That's a little Yeah. <laughs> He just he just admitted to committing womb murder. Womb murder. This man consumed his twin. Well, it's actually more like womb cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. Why would you want to cut that out? That's badass. Bro. <laughs> I committed That's cannibalism in the legend. womb. That's middles. Fuck, You're bro. An absolute legend. Hashtag cannibal legend. <laughs> yeah, no, you're gonna have to cut this out. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's great. Comedy gold. Beautiful. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that's that's really it. It's just that I could have done better, and I should have. And really, this, this uh, segment, this submission, should have been more for the cool side of the badass item or ability that I gave uh, the character. Yeah. I mean, that's... World just slept. Yeah, that's it. He just slept. Um, I'm I patting th- you on the back as well. You know what? I'm also there patting you on the back. Oh, thanks, guys. I could I I could, I could go to your home right now and pat you on the back if that's what you Whoa. want to hear. I'll, I'll okay. meet you there in two minutes. <laughs> wait, we gotta, we gotta finish the recording key. No, wait. <laughs> you, you hear my door close? You hear him running out to his car? Uh, anyways, I, th- I think... Th- the main thing, sorry, I just want to wrap this up with a life lesson for our listeners uh, who maybe aren't is it into D&D yet or like trying to. Uh, it's going to go bad at some point. You're not going to be happy with something. You just keep moving on. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. That's the name of the game. Don't get hung up about it. Don't throw a tantrum on any sort of D&D subreddit. Just, you know, like just the so maybe submit your plight to the Dungeon Court on NADPOD because they will see if you um, or the DM or anybody else was in the wrong. It's yeah, great. that's or or send or send uh, any like wild stories to us too. New new segment: D read D and D stories. Uh, sometimes I am afraid that I was created in a lab. It's a real fear. You ever think about the fact that artificial intelligence uh, implies that NI is natural intelligence, which is what people have? Yeah. Um. Um. 
Uh, I didn't until now. My real life intelligence stat is not good. <laughs> not good. You know, no speaking bueno. of things we uh, like and don't like in uh, our own personalities, let's talk about uh, D&D characters now. This one, uh, this one I might have a little bit more, uh, more to inject into the conversation here because I write a lot of fucking characters. <laughs> so why don't we start... Why don't we start with the negative since we got the negative train rolling? What are your guys' least favorite characters that you've made? Ooh. Least favorite character. Uh I made this high elf wizard once. Uh which is very obviously pretty basic. Uh and it wasn't even so much his build. This is, I'm going to make this a short one. Uh because I didn't play him long because I Really uh, had to DM at the same time, because that's the curse of Forever DM. But um, We love it, though. It's great. I wanted to, like, I was trying to give him, like, a a personality, and I ended up just making him the worst. It was so annoying. Alright, so you know, like, the Legend of Zelda cartoon? The OG Legend of Zelda cartoon? Excuse me, princess. That was... That was his whole personality. Oh, no. Why? Why would you no. do this? Why? I was trying to make him, like, a little bit of an ass, but, like, lovable, and he was just annoying. And I just, like, nobody liked I didn't like playing him. Nobody liked him. I was like, all right. He's dead now. <laughs> I'm killing him. You know, that's probably End what him. they were going for with that link as well. Yeah. It just ended yeah, up kind of. Sort of, yeah. Just, oh, not not a good just thing. a piece of shit. And then just, it ended up killing him. <laughs> At least that version of Link. Yeah, I mean, for the best, probably, right? Um, for for my least favorite character, uh, it's got to be uh Joe Biden. What? That's a not a joke. Um, allow me to explain. So. I have a D&D character that is, um, his name is Obama, and it was based off a joke that I had come up with where I was like, what if a paladin, like, how he prays to a god, what if his god is just like a a dimensional portal that just shows him Barack Obama in real life? So he just prays to this astral figure, but this astral (laughs) figure is just 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just, just fucking Barack Obama. And yeah, so he, um, he's and he runs this sort of like, uh, this like group of like people who go around the world helping people called the Obamids. What? Which is based off Obama Prism memes. Which I thought that was I was pretty proud of that one. Obamids. Oh, um, so I get he, it. I get it. Is like he's a paladin or whatever. Um. And I was and I was in this like state where I just like could not figure out what I wanted to do with him. So I was like, I was talking with Dima. I was like, what if I just like sent him away and used another character until like I thought uh, until I figured out what I wanted to do with him? And he was like, oh yeah, sure. So then I introduced uh, Joe Biden, but it's J O space B I space D Y N. Joe Biden, and he's a turtle. So, <laughs> oh my god! What a yeah, so he's a, he's a turtle, 
Um, and that's not my problem. I like that he is a turtle. He's like a turtle weapons dealer. So like he has like a shell that's just full of weapons. And he's just like this really f- like he's just this elderly like he's basically just the turtle guy from Kung Fu Panda. Um, my problem with him is as I've gone through the story, because the Obama had something really special about him where he was, uh, I call him an ice, the ice climbers character. Whereas he is two characters that work together. I've mentioned this in a previous episode, I believe um, that uh, he's two characters basically. So it's him and uh, this character named Emerald. So basically they work in tandem. So uh, Obama, it's one sheet and it's Obama and he, does all the physical attacks anytime he, he wants to use magic though for like paladin magic uh it's the his partner doing it it's mostly just a flavor thing like it's not like it doesn't actually affect anything stat wise it's mostly just a flavor thing but either way the point yeah we love flavor it's flavor town but after flavor all. is um, the best with flavor town. but uh with o- with obama uh currently out of action the his partner who's still there uh, is not available, like not able to be used in combat because uh doesn't have the other half. So I'm left with just just uh Joe Biden, and I decided to make him a fighter. And I don't like fighters. <laughs> I don't like them. I I've tried to like I've read the sheet so many times over. I just don't like fighters. Like they just don't make sense to me. And like. I don't know. I just don't dig their abilities at all. Like, if I'm going to play, like, a super physical class, I'd much prefer to just be a monk. I guess that's fair. I, I feel like a lot of... It goes from all martial characters come from, like, the flavor of how No, they but I get to punch things really hard. I guess that's fair. I, I, I like that. swords. Yeah, I like swords. I'm a sword guy, but... Literally, though. But, yeah, <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I just, like... I don't know what, what it is, but I just can't vibe with a fighter. Like, no matter how hard I try it, just, like, I, something is just not clicking with me and fighters, and I just can't, like, I just, I don't know, I just can't figure out how to, not necessarily how to use them, but, like, how to get the most out of them, if that makes any sense. How to min-max with them. Yeah, or, like, just make him, like, halfway decent in combat. Yeah. <laughs> he's also a, a turtle, so he's kind of cumbersome. Yeah, well, I mean, like, that really is the the trouble with like fighters and martial characters because like even if you're attacking four times and doing a lot of steady good damage, you're not gonna feel as cool as the dude calling meteors down from the sky. But like that's just not how it's how it's gonna be because this dude's t- stopping time. Yeah, you meteors. can go whack 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 a lot and <laughs> yeah, real hard. <laughs> That that I mean, like, yeah, it it really comes down to like how like how you want to imagine kind of a fighter in your mind, and a lot of the subclasses really do do justice. Like, Battlemaster is it, it gives a lot of a lot of different flavor for it. Things like the Echo Knight kind of uh, make it more than just like whack whack whack, but it's still like. He, Kind of, you can't be acrobatic, but it gotta be. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, yeah. You sort of have to like add your, sort of have to add your own seasoning to make it work. 
sprinkle yeah, that. Yeah, you got to make the most of what you got, and that's what I that's what I try to do with him. I don't know. I just in terms of like the raw combat, I'm just I just don't vibe with fighters. Like I don't think I would ever. I don't think I would ever make a fighter again if I didn't have to. I'd much rather. I'd much rather play like. Have, what? Have you tried like the the Eldritch Knight subclass because it's like the fighter, but but with magic and shit. It's kind of like like I know there's the wizard with blade singing. It is kind of it's literally a wizard fighter. I I did not know about this. I'm going to look into this later. It definitely. I might, Definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, I might ask uh, the DM of that one if I can just restructure see his uh, his sheet because um he uh he was supposed to like we just finished an arc and he was supposed to get replaced but everybody voted to do a different arc first so now I'm stuck with him for an extra arc and I'm just like oh fuck Oof. which you know the the arc it, uh one of the NPCs for the arc that we are doing is uh is one of my favorite characters but we'll get to that so i'm i'm okay with with it but i am stuck with joe biden <laughs> and i might i might find some ways to incorporate magic and maybe he can use obama's partner while uh he's mia i just want to so. i'm i'm never ever in a million years going to be able to get over joe j o by b i did d y n <laughs> yep. That's the that best thing great. about that character. It really <laughs> is. It's so good. Fantasy spelling, Joe Biden. Yeah, I, too fucking good. I love it. Alright. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I again have a couple because I don't really have, like, characters that I haven't like, enjoyed in some way. There have been some characters that I haven't, like, vibed with the same but none that I've just outright disliked so I'm oh, sorry I'll try to keep brief but definitely like, I got to again um, so the first one is a cleric named Zanir Trisfoot a cleric of Melora man your names curb stomp my names my names are like <laughs> Danny it's <laughs> like you're just like Bohemian Rothgar, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Bohemian <laughs> Rothgar. <laughs> but I, I, I enjoyed fantasy naming. It's, it's fun. Just slap an apostrophe somewhere if you don't feel it looks or sounds cool enough. It'll be fine. But yeah, the uh, I enjoyed this character. Like I liked the idea of him. He was an Asimar cleric. Um, he was nature domain, and I. I, I I enjoyed him. He had like he had kind of like a vaguely not good Russian accent, but he was very holy, like the like typical kind of cleric, like the Malor of to see see somebody get ganked by by like a a big brand of brutes. Like if that's the will of the Wild Mother, I mean the. The natural order of the world is for the strong to dominate the weak, and Melora has intended it this way. Mm. It's, 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 I don't know. It's just this this weird thing. I, I phrased it like Melora's evil, but like he's a holy bastard. Yeah, he he really is, and that's not me. I'm not holy, 
I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, I'm just an atheist. It's just like, I don't, I don't really find myself believing. So I guess technically I am an atheist. But yeah, Zanir, he was a cool guy, enjoyed playing cleric, just not a yeah. cleric of like that level of devotion. Uh, the other one, I actually really enjoyed the idea of, he was meant to be Bloodborne in D&D, he's going to be a Bloodhunter gunslinger. Except gunslingers weren't allowed on that service, so I made him a warlock. And he was great, I was enjoying him, but he wasn't very strong, and in the end, he ended up dying. He just perished. <laughs> he ended up perishing. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of kind of wacky way. Um, overall, the, the character also wasn't exactly like my regular type of character. Fuck, wait, what was his name? Uh, it was... Ugh, on the tip of my tongue. I, uh... We're gonna call him Bohemian Rothgar. <laughs> whatever I said <laughs> Bohemian Rothgar. Oh, oh, no, no. It was, it was Farron Torbs. Um, and he was... I was close. <laughs> he, he was not, like, I'm, I'm more used to, like, good-natured, happy-go-lucky character, like, like you'll, you'll hear with, with my favorite character. Um, this dude was not that. He was very edgy. He was, <laughs> he was, he was dark, brooding, um... Yeah, me too. <laughs> wacky. <laughs> uh, yeah. he, he had a, he had a lantern. He had, like, this weird, heart oh, of darkness too. thing. Hashtag sad boy. <laughs> Hashtag sad boy hour. <laughs> Yeah, he, he just, just plugs in his Spotify, and it's just like all two thousand emo songs. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's um. Oh, I can't, I can't remember uh, who it's by, but it's the. Uh, I still see your shadow in my room. <laughs> can't take back the love that I gave you. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. Oh my god, I know no. what you're talking about. I'm gonna. Just, I wish I was gonna, better at remembering people with music. Like, I'm gonna punch it into the goog. <laughs> the goog. Not the, the goog. goog. The goog. But yeah, bang he, it. Give me the no, big boy. No, I, I use DuckDuckGo. Usually. No, you gotta, no bang. You gotta be the big boy. We, world. we forsake ah, Juice world. world. Yeah, that makes sense. We, we forsake Bing in this household. In this love bot. <laughs> we just gotta Bing it. No! Halt! <laughs> we just gotta DuckDuckGo it. There is I, nowhere yeah, in time. this unholy world. You gotta duck it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes duck I duck myself right. to see if I come up. Oh my god. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Baron Torps. Man yeah. that died. So now, here's the fun part. You can't hear it, but I'm rubbing my hands together like I'm Mr. Krabs. So my... Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> now... Me, boy. What are your guys' favorite characters that you've ever made? Oh! Mmm. Yo. Should I... You, Okay, all right, uh, Nick. I know you. I know you got some. Do you want to go first? I. I kind of want to go first. Yeah, I, I kind of do. I'm excited. Go ahead. Go for okay. it. Okay. I know exactly who you're about to bring up. Go for it. So yeah, yeah. So my favorite character of all time that I have made and played and loved to death. Is named Tark. Tark Savvy, nay, Tark Falkreth. And he used to be a pirate. Um, then it wasn't his choice to be a pirate, 
But then he went on to have adventures after his indoctrinated service. He started as a fighter, discovered his sorceress lineage of a dragon, and ended up becoming a paladin as he be progressively became more and more of just a chaotic good boy ready to lay down his life. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but just like as time goes, he became he's su such a good boy. Eventually he read a book of uh, Exalted Deeds. The man's got a halo. Such such a good boy. Uh, problem is he's human. Uh, all of his friends long lived, and he was gonna die first. I corrected He's that. He's too good to let go. I can't. It's it's great, and I got an an art like commissioned of him and his buddy because he has a little dragon companion, not little anymore, but he has a dragon companion that started as a summon. And I was wondering who that was. Yeah, it's it's the two of them. It's the the dragon's name Maelstrom, and he's he's like. <laughs> If if Tark is all the best parts of me, Maelstrom is my son, and I love him. I like. <sighs> I've never heard Nick so excited about anything. I love it. It's it's great because like I try to put a little part of my well, whether we like it or not, a little part of ourselves aren't like all the characters that we make. But like in some ways, I think like Tark is literally like all the best parts of me. Just, like, exemplified and magical. Bro is literally me for real. For real, for real. <laughs> he's, he honestly, he's, he's cooler than me. But, like, if, like, my good aspects were taken, made into their whole own person, put on full blast, that it's would be just you dark. with peak male performance. <laughs> peak male performance. <laughs> he's Nick on the Sigma male grind set. <laughs> the Chad energy. But no, it's I I love death. I've had like full adventures. He got up to level eighteen, but it, I yeah I that that's my character. That's Tark. He's awesome. Paladin, sorcerer, sword, and dope dude. He's just just a happy boy with his with his dragon son. He is le epic. Le epic. Yeah, he's just fucking we badass dude. Fucking sorcerer <laughs> paladin is awesome, and he's like he's got this whole storm fucking uh, storm magic aesthetic. All right, he's, that's his dude. You want to go next? Yeah, that's, that's I, my dude. I, do, I, I knew that's who he was about to start. Yeah, I can go next. Okay, oh all right, we're bringing it back around to the cowboy conclave. That's that's a hard cowboy. thing to say. Cowboy, I was. I was inspired by that video, uh, by Pointy Hat and his and his design of this subclass, because uh, there's so much you can do with it. And uh, I've been I've been uh, listening to the audiobook of the Lord of the Rings, all three of the books. I, I actually am just about to start Return of the King. Uh, is this and is this the the one with Slutty Aragorn? <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, in the dramatized version, Aragorn's a fucking slut. He's <laughs> such a slut. That's not who that's not who I'm that's not who my character is though. Oh, no, no, okay. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so halflings in D&D. Basically hobbits. What role do they play? We all know. They're like your shopkeepers and your tavern owners and stuff. Your 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 I like thinking of like mages and thieves. Yeah, I mean they'd be good rogues too. 
But but the point is, is they take like a like a like they're usually pretty like charismatic and friendly, and they or they'll take like a sneaky uh, a sneaky role like living in the shadow. Uh, sometimes bards. That's that's a big one. Um, I was like, what if you made a cowboy halfling? Uh, a cowling? I am a cowling. Ashamed and extremely proud uh, to tell you guys about Buckbow Saddlebaggins. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Buckbow Saddlebaggins. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it would be really funny if, like, he was. J- he, like. I don't know how to put this. He, like, hated the idea of being, like, sneaky or, like, a bard or a performer of any kind. Like, he just, like, just like John Wayne, but as a halfling. Halfling John Wayne, folks. Halfling John Wayne. Bro, that's <laughs> Hopefully amazing. less racist. Yeah. Oh, for sure less racist. Uh, okay, just making sure. Yeah, no, no. Just no, gotta no, check. No, no, no. But I just thought, like, I think that might be the perfect character. Uh, in my opinion, just like... This, that wins D&D. There's just something so, so great about that idea. But anyways... Um, yeah, and uh, obviously I haven't had a chance to, to play as, as Buckbo yet. Looking forward to it at some point. We'll give you the chance. But uh, yeah... So that's uh that's Buckbo. Uh, Buckbo. Buck what an Bo amazing name that is. Yeah, yeah, you like that? That's pretty peak. That that's off the Also dome. Also, mom... Nick, if you hear random clacking, I totally just dropped a dice onto my computer. <laughs> so just just note that for there, editing I some purposes. More dice too. I totally just dropped a dice onto my onto my computer and just clacked off really hard. Yeah, all, it was dice. All all the dice click clack math rock sounds. <laughs> I, it sounds like I'm fucking like punching something. So yeah, so Buckbow indeed. So is yeah. that is that your 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 character? Is that that's the only my, one that's there? that's my that's my favorite one. Um, okay. I just wanted to I wanted to shout out my mom who is a listener, who, uh came up with Saddlebaggins. That was her. I have to give her that credit. Peak. That... Yeah. Yeah. I. Anyways. All right. Lord of the Rings, if it was good. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, if it had cowboys in it. If it, if it wasn't so cowardice. It wasn't they, such we a need coward. more cowboys. Why is it okay, like so a cowboy? Mine um, are actually uh, two of them. But they kind of they're kind of a pair. Uh, they were the first characters I ever made. Um, and it's nameless and Addy. So it's uh nameless because I'm very smart and I did not have a name for him, so he went by that. And then Addy is A D D I E. I've mentioned her before, um, in terms of like my favorite characters, but they were the first characters I ever made. And I initially made them to be um the ice climbers like character and the first session I introduced them 
everybody just immediately really liked Addy and kind of ignored my rogue while he was just standing there like, oh, oh no, why? And oh, and God. they basically like forced my hand to splitting them into two characters. So now I have a campaign where I just coincidentally accidentally put myself into a situation where I control two characters, like two sheets and everything. That was a, that's an experience. Yeah, that's... <laughs> But I'm okay with it because I love the characters so much. Like they were like, like I said, the first ones I I ever came up with. Um, I'll send the picture in our chat while I talk about them. Um, but uh, the whole their whole deal is that uh, they're a couple, specifically. Um, sorry, I just want to send this. There we go. Um, so they're a uh, they're a couple. Uh, the guy nameless is a rogue. He is, his whole thing is that he is a former vigilante. So like he would basically be like Batman and he was called like the Sparrow or whatever. And, um, through some like shenanigans that I'll get to more in like Addy's side of the story, uh, he gave that up and became kind of a, like a traveling bodyguard for, for Addy who, uh, is a, like a musician. So, uh, she plays like bars and taverns and stuff for money as they like, just kind of wander around. Um, and, uh, you know, barred things. Um, but he's kind of just like, he's very protective. Like he's a very like protective, um, kind of, he's a, um, like a, like a, I'm trying to think of the word uh i guess it's not like a loner i guess but just like a very like reserved there you go that's the word he's a very really like, reserved guy so like he's he doesn't uh show like too much emotion unless like something really intense is going on he tries to be like uh supportive for other people um and i love him because he definitely is n totally ripped off from Zenkichi from Persona 5 Strikers. I totally ripped him off. I swear it was an accident. So when I was when I was making his design, that game was like in development and all we knew is what Zenkichi looked like in the game. And I was like, man, he looks cool. And then like I was designing Nameless and when I was telling the artist what I wanted, I accidentally just made <laughs> I just described him. So that's that's how he ended up looking extremely similar. Um and my favorite thing about him is he never takes his mask off for any scenario. Never. Doesn't matter what it is. Never. It never. Yeah, it's exactly it. But he just does it because, like, he thinks it's cool. Like, like there's no, like, special reason. He's just, like, he's just actually, like, really, like, awkward when he doesn't have it on. It's, like, his, like, way to feel less socially awkward. So it's just more for him than it is, like, any sort of code or anything. And that's what I, I love that about him. Um, Mandalorian, but Addy is, um, is the first pixie character I made. And I had to write a whole story to explain the fact that I totally forgot to tell the artist to give her wings. So she does not have wings. Um, <laughs> that was an accident. And then I decided, and then I decided that, um, I was going to make that part of her character. So her whole character is that, um, she was basically, I don't remember. It's been a while since I've read this, since I read the story that I wrote for it, but for some way, shape or form, she was attacked by like thieves who worked for like a mob boss in this town and they, they cut her wings off 
But the thing that with like pixie anatomy that I came up with is that it uh, they'll grow back unless you cut them deep enough. Like if, like it's like a tree root almost. Like if you cut them by the root, they won't grow back. So uh, yeah, trauma. I know. Um, so yeah, basically like uh, they do that and um, nameless who's a vigilante at the time he saves her. And that's when those two kind of like fall for each other. And like, they basically decide that like they, the only people they can rely on is each other. So they kind of just go about their lives from there. And they kind of just like uh, for, for Addy, a lot of it's just like a journey of healing. And for nameless, a lot of it is like a journey of understanding who the fuck he is. Cause he's literally nameless. So in case you're wondering, his real name is will. So spoilers. Spoilers. I mean, it's not that significant. He just doesn't tell anybody. It's like the mask. You think it's something way cooler than it is. He just doesn't tell anybody. (laughs) Like he doesn't tell anybody. Like even even his own girlfriend calls him nameless because he just doesn't tell anybody his real name. Um, but yeah. So like those two, and I just love their dynamic because their dynamic is just that like they're so like in love with each other that like like nothing comes between them. Like they're just a unit. Like they're, they're connected at the hip. Like they don't like being separated from each other. Um, they don't tend to like, they don't tend to fight over anything. Like maybe they have disagreements, but they don't tend to like argue or fight with each other. Like they're just very much, um, they're just very much connected souls, if you will. And that's what I love about them. I, I love them so much that I have uh, a picture of art of them hanging framed in my room. Um, for a long time, uh, well, actually just in most things, if I have to name my character, I will name them nameless. Um, I have had so much art of them. I've probably had hundreds of dollars worth of art made of them. Uh, I just absolutely love the two of them. I write stories about them. Um, I haven't in a while, but now that I'm talking about them, I want to again. Uh, and the worst part, the saddest part is the campaign that those two are my characters in is the campaign that probably gets played the least due to scheduling conflicts. And that's just crippling. It's crippling. It's criminal. But yeah, so that is, that is the, that is nameless and Addy. I love them. Great. Like children. But you know, said about killer of campaigns, scheduling and whatnot. We always love when those campaigns come back from the dead, almost like undead creatures of sort. What we don't like coming back from the coming back from the dead are people and you know the chaos yeah. and apocalypse that they cause. My topic today is, is about uh, apocalypses, more specifically zombie apocalypses, and how one would be able to go about establishing one truly and firmly in a fantasy, a high fantasy setting, such as a, a world that's played in played D anD D in. Oh, but like, so guys, when you have, can you think of or come up with a zombie apocalypse, like a fantasy zombie apocalypse? Kind of. We have, we have, we have slightly different, different, like, we're looking for slightly different things, I think. Yeah, yeah. And we've, we've had this, this discussion prior where we kind of like broke down and this, that's kind of helped me come up with like the parameters for this um where it's like things things required for zombie apocalypse i feel 
are things like, it must be a an almost plague-type scenario. Like, it's not a necromancer in a tower commanding armies of undead, where it's like, just go beat the big bad. It's gotta be something that's more mysterious or more difficult to nail down than just, alright, dude, we fight and kill and win. Um, that hmm. partially plays into the, the second one, which can't be a noble, fightable source. And for a fantasy world, uh, it has to be able to affect a variety of creatures. And to really establish that it's an apocalypse, humanity, with quotation marks, the, the thinking sentient beings of the world, the people, are on the brink of extinction. We're falling back to our, to our last bastions of humanity and trying to really maintain that and survive more than just win a war. Okay. Alright. So first we gotta figure out, like, what's causing the zombie apocalypse, right? Like, that's the first thing that we wanna... Right, that's sort of where my mind went. Okay, so it's gotta be something that affects all the races, like you said. Yeah. So, so now, uh, Nick, you and I, we, we had, like, a slight conversation about this before. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had a, we had a bit of a debate. Um, <laughs> we we did indeed. We did indeed. Okay. So I I had I had sort of had the idea, and uh, it's it's sort of taking cues from uh, the novel, The Fever King, by is it I believe I don't want to get this wrong. Let me look it up really quick. Uh, it's a yeah, it's a novel, but the idea is like. The sickness in that, the plague, is magic-based. Uh, so, I mean, I think that does satisfy, like, a, a way to make this a high-magic situation while also making it a plague. But I think it that depends on how willing you are to, like, bend things a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, I, I honestly think that, like, a, a sort of magic-based plague type scenario or something like that would kind of work like it doesn't have to necessarily be like a sickness or like a plague exactly it just has to be something that can uh affect and transfer um something that like we could use like an equivalent to like think of is like kind of like lycanthropy or vampirism in in like dnds like it can be transmitted by touch there can't be a solution to it yeah that's that's the that's like there there can't really just be a like a cut and dry like all right so here's here's how to stop all of this otherwise i feel like it turns more into one of those epic journeys or wars right than, right uh yeah. firstly the fever king novel by victoria lee pretty good oh. recommend it uh secondly uh, all right. So, like, if it has to, so right back to how this would work, it has to be natural in origin. We we already said like it can't be that. Well, no, but it, that's what I'm saying is like it it can be magical, but it it can't be you know like you could go and take on the person causing it. There is no there's no way to stop it cleanly. There's no way to just take somebody out and have it end. Yeah. No necromancer in a tower. No, no, alright, we dispel magic, this shit. There's no, like, you can't just easily go 
uh, remove curse or something at church. It's just, it's it's not like, bada-bing, bada-boo, magic fix it. Because that's, that's kind of like, it, it removes the stakes and makes it less of a an apocalyptic, like, world people-ending type scenario. More of just, alright, let's go on the, let's have these heroes go on a journey. Let's, let's do this or that, and this is, this is what, this is what the, what the result is. You know? It could, like, even, even if it, like, originated from a person. It's not like the person is just killed. Like, uh, something great I, I didn't think about when talking about it before I brought it up, but, like, uh, a one fantasy apocalypse type thing that I've, I've noticed where it's like fantasy zombies. It's like okay. there's this thing called goma worms. All right. So we, so worms are taken. Yeah, worms are taken because they like kind of worm into bodies and they they like fuck. All right. I love <laughs> they ca- they cause things to function. Uh, but yeah, it's. I think the the true difficulty would be just like nailing down what exactly the source would be that could truly threaten a world where wizards could call down meteors or stop time and dragons run rampant and, like, liches can extend their life and shit right. like that. Um, okay, alright, okay. So, so if we do, if, it, if it's sort of like a Mm-hmm. If it's a, if it's magic based, if we were to go that direction, right, then you could make it. It's gotta it's gotta be bite. So it could be something to do with you know like bodily fluids, uh, containing. Oh some no! Sort of magical element. Oh no! I got the zombie piss in my mouth again. Yeah, uh, and there are other fluids, but yeah, those are some <laughs> big ones. <And laughs> Careful, <laughs> you, you get to the last one. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Uh, and, and I got the zombie cum in my mouth. Wait, oh, wait, no. wait, no, 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 yes. no. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if somebody, let's say, is infected, they can they. They spread through, primarily through biting, through the mixture of saliva and blood. Uh, so skin has to be broken for the spread to happen. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how we how you incorporate magic into that. We can totally skip the magic thing. Though. I'm just trying to think of like a way to make it fantasy, but also satisfy being zombie ish. Yeah, I feel like that's that's the like real real trouble of it, because a lot of it is, like, in a fantasy setting, there's like, even though we got guns and shit in the real world, there's a lot more power in a fantasy setting with magic, and even just, like, warriors. Just, the prowess is just insane. It makes makes deal, and you're wearing metal fucking plate armor for some people. It's, it's a lot harder to get bitten through. Right. Alright, uh, Tyler, you got any ideas? I mean, I've... You got something In terms of, like, that? what caused it, I... See, it's hard, because, like, magic is, like, the obvious answer, but that's out. 
And fungus is also an obvious answer. Like, I don't... Fungus is the answer to most things, I find. Fungus uh, is the answer to most things. Um. So, okay, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Here's a good one. Um, what if it was like a... What if it was like um Like an ever-creeping fog, maybe? Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So it's like it's a wet... It's like a weather thing. So, like, it'll be like, oh, shit, like, the weather is gonna be like... This fog is gonna descend on this place, and it's gonna be there for, like, a couple days before it goes up. And if you're outside, if you're, like, not in shelter, you, like, become the zombie or whatever. Ooh, okay, okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So so then you're like you're constantly like uh dealing with having to hide when the weather gets bad. And then it's basically like storm chasers. So they kind of like you got people who are like storm chasers and they try to track where this like giant storm is heading as it just like does its rounds across the world and you know, starts again, and does a round again. You know what I mean? Ooh, that could be interesting. Just have, like, the fog going about and just, like, taking people out, making the undead. And, like, how how would we work in, like, the, the zombies themselves into it? Like, where do we where do we see the hordes in this? Is it, like, hordes of zombies rolling up? Or is it, like, the fog? Or is it, like, how, how do we, how do we work? It's a mix. Okay. It's a mix. So, like... I'd assume there would be multiple, like, it's not just one fog, like, there's multiple fogs that would, like, descend across the place. So, I, maybe, like, each, like, chunk of fog is its own horde of zombies. Okay. Uh, you Alright, so what if, so what if the fog w- had started as one large cluster and was, star- and was, like, separating into smaller but still extremely large clusters? Uh, and 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 traveling in different directions, so sort sort of spreading itself out, and these zombies created by the fog desired to stay in it once they were already there. Okay. Is that, is that, I, are we are we are we reaching somewhere here? I I kind of like that because then it's like it's the fog that'll t- turn people, but it's also like when the fog rolls into town, so do the zombos. And they're kind of they're kind of all rolling around, making making things threatening and dangerous, and breaking into places. All that jazz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are we, is it going to affect like all living creatures? Um. Yeah. I mean, like the vast majority, at least, because I feel like the, it becomes a whole lot less threatening when there's like hordes of zombies rolling around. But then, like. They're also just being like absolutely devastated by like dragons and shit. Like it, it se- feels and seems a lot more dangerous in my mind when like the dragons and beholders and the fucking not liches because they're already undead. But like all these different creatures are also becoming like undead, zombified, and like dangerous to the world. Like dangerous to the people in the world. Yeah, so now you have the issue of like the the zombies, but you also have a lot of a lot more monsters because they're not being kept in check. Yeah, that too. Kind of like the the whole ecosystem of the world is kind of being thrown out of balance because 
creatures and things that would keep the world in check would also be being infected and being taken away and moving with the ever-present fog. So now we come to, like, the kind of level of threat for these creatures. Like, how much can an infected or zombified or turned, however you want to put it, creature at what they did before? Like, can a dragon, a red dragon, still breathe fire? Can an archmage still cast spells? Does this knowledge somehow, like, does, does it remain? Does it degrade away? Are they mindless zombies? How exactly do we deal with that? And like, what what do we what do we decide right. for for that? So we want to say the, the this 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 horde is made up of sentient creatures, like not just humanoid. Yeah, well, like yeah, I want it want it to be these varieties varieties of creatures and like truly worm its way into this high magical world with like shit like unicorns and shit. Zombie unicorn bro. Give it to me. But like would would this fog work as like a set like connect all of these uh, beings? I think we just painted ourselves into a little bit of a corner because if we call it a hive mind, we have to explain why it's a hive mind. And the obvious answer, I think, is spores, but then we're just back to mushrooms. <laughs> we're just, we're back to the last of us. But, but like, what is, but like, what is, wh- where did the fog come from? Maybe that's the, maybe that's the thing. You just don't know. That's, that's horrifying in its own right. Exactly. Like, maybe that's the, that's like the thing. Like, you just don't know. It's just part of the world now. Yeah. That, or that could almost be like the plot, like the mystery of where the fog came from. Not necessarily the mystery. So, oh, stop it. All right. Wait, I have an idea. Let's take some inspiration from H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Not the racism, but uh, Colorado Space. So, like, it's there's really no explanation, but it's like an it's just a like a descending force on on the planet that really has no like concrete origin some people have some people have certain ideas about its origin some people have others and it is it is corrupting you know sentient creatures and has sort of turned them into a hive-minded horde of feral feral uh earth-shattering zombies Alright, if we're if we're sidling with like the, the hive mind type deal, is it when a creature gets turned, does their knowledge get added to the hive mind? Like, that almost feels like it might be like too far. That might be like like more than an apocalypse where like the world's at so maybe stake. We, maybe we make it to like maybe. it 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 makes it more like okay, this these Everybody's gonna die. This is a mass extinction, and the fog is gonna rule the world because, like, anybody that is in any position of importance, if they're turned, they'll know so much that would just, like, see, you see, high up zombie horde turn on its heels, 
and just charge a place because now it knows in and outs of the defenses because the captain dude went out and about and got got turned or the the head mage or some shit got ganked. Well, maybe, alright, so maybe what we do then is, it's not everything that that person knows. The hive mind works in the same way that, like, maybe, like, like alright, ant pheromones work, in that they all sort of have a sense of direction of what they want to do, but they, they don't, they aren't all controlled by the fog, you know what I mean? Like, like it, it, the fog is less of a, like, database that can access every individual zombie and and you know the zombies can access that database and more that they all sort of move in the same direction so like once you become a zombie you can't use magic non-zombies can use magic sure but the zombies are limited to being physical creatures this that that partially makes it like we're like in a world where people can just blow the fuck up out of zombies. But it's, it's like they're, they're sheer numbers, and the fact that you have not just, like, humanoid, uh, but, like, alright. What if they aren't slow? What if they still walk and move normal? Well, yeah. But what if, like, they're not fast either? They just walk and move normal. Like, they still move, and if they're, like, knights, they still swing their swords and everything. Well, like, that's, that's part of what I'm what I'm thinking about, because, like, in in a high fantasy world, you have things like fireball and cone of cold and lightning swarm or lightning storm or call call lightning and like these big AOEs that like hordes adjust on their own aren't as much of a threat as they they would be in our world where we've got like limited supply of explosive things like people of a fantasy world or magical world are like are you well usually it depends on like magic system but if it's like D D, they're like all right i've used up all my explosion explosives let me just go to sleep so i feel like having that like extra firepower and or durability or might added to them gives like the the zombies more of a threat to the world just so, in right. my mind so so what if then all right, back to back to like, it's not it's not a hive mind in that it's like a database that that each person can access, but instead it's a hive mind again like ant pheromones where they can still do everything they were already doing, but they don't. It's not like they're being controlled by the fog. It's that the fog is like, it's making their brain work a certain way. I I kind of like that. I I I enjoy like the fact that it, like turns them more like to work for the fog and like the zombification is like that weird like they're they're now trying to just like turn people and and I'm sorry to make it difficult I I know I am but it's like I I still want there to be like a limitation like I don't want it to be like all out waste and actual extinction of the world I want it to be possible but like I don't want it to just be like all right so these wizards were turned into zombies. No, since they were all arch mages, roll up to this town and nuke it. It's like I don't, I I do I do want there to be like some some sort of limit there, some to 
to hold them back just enough to not fully just outright be like, this world's gone. But enough, be powerful enough that it's like, fuck, this world could be gone. Right. Uh, hmm. I don't know, T- Tyler. You got? I mean, you're 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 a writer. What uh, in terms what, of what? In terms of like giving them a limitation, but also making them like a viable threat. I think that um, they should still have like all the like normal capabilities, so they can still like like they're basically just NPCs. Right, so they they have all the same like moves and abilities as like NPCs would, but the difference is is that they lack intelligence because all their intelligence is basically just the fog now. So they have like that zombie thing of just like wandering around and they only react to really loud noises. And once they react, they're basically just literal, just normal and NPC like enemies. They're basically like player characters coming after you. Um, and you can get really creative. Like uh, civilians or like just random people aren't going to be too, like, much of a threat. But then it's just like, oh, here's, like, a ranger, and they're just going to keep, you know, firing arrows at you to try and disable you long enough that they can give you the fog or whatever. Give you the fog. Well, there you go. Maybe they still have some amount of, like, sentience, but it's just, it's very corrupted, and they want you to, like, join the fog. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. It's literally just, like, join the fog. That's it. One with the fog, but I, I I like that. That's that's just really cool. Um, I I like the idea of like the they're still like they act like zombies. They kind of like move like zombies until they're truly aware of like beings to turn and be like, all right, one with the fog. Yeah, and then maybe you have you know your players if they get corrupted by the fog, they have to essentially they they all right. So maybe give them the option to like let them. Join the fog, essentially. Let them let them become one with the fog. Give them little one on one sessions where it's just them as a zombie in the fog, turning another hapless bystander of a town the party's about to come to. But yeah, I think I think I'm fully satisfied. I want to break down some of what we got here. So we've got. Fog that turns that turns people to zombifying fog. We've got uh people like the zombies. They they still kind of retain their abilities and their capabilities, but they're kind of like dumb and not really with it until it is time to move. Um, it has it so it can it really affects creatures across the board, sentient or not, or or mainly sentient creatures. So like people, dragons, smart creatures like that. And we've got we've got humanity on like it's it's kind of its last legs, falling back to the back of like cities and all that. It I, I like I like what we've got going on here. It's it could be could build upon it more if we had more time, but we don't. So we're gonna leave it at that. The fog folks. The zombifying fantasy fog that will get you and make you blow up your allies. I like it. I I, I like what we have here. Um, I, I'm. I'd have to like. We you'd, you'd have to like. Really, sort of. I think go forward with it to to see if you wanted to like add anything or change anything. But like, sort of 
sketch out a rough design of the direction you wanted to go in terms of like an overarching story. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It would it would definitely take like more in depth work for for like figuring out what it is. And maybe that's something that we'll do in the future. Like I'll bring back this topic and we'll kind of like storyboard an idea for it. But it's just something I wanted to explore because like I don't see a whole lot of fantasy zombie apocalypses. And like zombie apocalypses, yeah. Like I'm a big fantasy guy. I wanna see that shit. So thank you. This this has been this has been really interesting to kinda of like pull together. Yeah, I'd like that a lot. I dig it. Yeah, I I think it could be be a fun thing to to like storyboard and flesh out more. But with that, that's that's my topic. I'm done. We're we're in that that home stretch. So does that conclude our D and D special? I think that does. I I think it does. does. Yeah, we're we're done. I think these are the dice going back into the dice bag, and then into my mouth. Oh, I'm putting dice yeah. in my mouth right now. No. Oh, oh, ha, 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 ha. He's joking. Stop. Somebody get in there. Oh. No.